Good morning. It's August the 12th and I'm Maya Wimala and we have a beautiful, hot, muggy summer day after uh, several days of big storms. A few tornadoes coming down, lots of trees down. So lots of cleanup is going on. Uh, hope you're in a safe place and if you've been affected by the weather, I hope Cleanup is all you have to deal with. Uh, sending good thoughts to all of you. So, today we are uh, moving into the very last pages of Dhamma Everywhere, Sayadaw Utejaniya's beautiful book. And uh, let's read some of that and then we'll practice together. I think his writing is really powerful and effective. Powerful because it's very, it's very recognizable. It's easy to read, but there's so much to think about. I can read it over and over, and I'm, I know a lot of times I reread things. I know I'm rereading things to you because it, it feels new, and it always. Uh, helps it helps me a lot thinking about these things during the day and seeing examples of what he's talking about in my own day and that's always good it's always helpful for me having little aha moments when I see it come up during the day so greetings from India it's uh, I hope I hope COVID is better getting you're getting over that big spike. Looks like we're going into a COVID spike, so um, I hope you're doing well in India. So we stopped. We're in Dhamma in the mornings, part two. It's page 219 in the book. And the section we stopped with, and Dhamma in the morning, remember, these are his Short, these are parts of his short morning talks when he does long retreats or maybe two week retreats. Or, uh, and he does travel, so I know he's, he's been to the US and he travels, so maybe we'll all have a chance to see him someday. Um, craving, and this is included in a, a section of the talks he gives to the meditators there. Craving is very tricky. It's always pushing you. Whatever you think, whatever you say, whatever you do, craving is pushing you, motivating you. There are many ways for craving to come in and or arise in your mind. What do you want? Sometimes you should ask yourself, what do I want? Do I want something? There's always wanting. Because of this wanting, desire, craving, expectation, all the same meaning, the mind is suffering, tense and dissatisfied. Because, so let's read that again. This is really an important concept in Buddhist, Buddhism. Because of this wanting, desire, craving, expectation, same meaning, the mind is suffering, tense and dissatisfied. 
If the mind doesn't want anything, it is very free. You can't get what you want if you understand the principle that you can't get something because you want it and that you only get what comes from conditions, causes, and effects. Then desire gets weaker and weaker. Craving will be less and less. Everything happens because of cause and effect, not because you want it to happen. We often say causes and conditions. The conditions have to be right. The and the the uh, the causes, what came before, has to be everything. It all the conditions and the causes have to line up. It's not because we want it. We can't wish it so. My teacher once said, if you want it, it will happen. If you want it, it will happen. If you don't want it, it will not happen. What is the meaning behind this? If you want it, it will happen. Means if you want because of craving, you will suffer. The first sentence means wanting comes from craving. For example, someone doesn't like pain. He wants the pain to go away. He wants no pain. The second sentence, if you don't want, means if you don't want through craving or aversion, then suffering doesn't happen. First wanting is because of craving. Second don't want is because of wisdom. First is origin of suffering, samudaya and dukkha. Second is because of path knowledge, maga nanya, and no suffering, and no suffering is nidoda. If you have craving or wanting, and that's that lopa, the desire, the craving, the wanting, then dosa which is aversion, then dosa and aversion come. So if you have cravings or wanting, then aversion comes. Craving and aversion are lopa and dosa, but magananya, that's the path knowledge, don't want is because of understanding that you don't want craving and aversion. That's why suffering doesn't arise. If you want something with craving, suffering will surely arise. You don't get something just because you wanted it. Whatever you get is because of conditioning, because of cause and effect. But people think they'll get what they want. Actually, you can only get suffering if you want something with craving. If you understand that everything happens through cause and effect, through those causes and conditions, everything happens because of conditions, then you, don't, then you want, want craving or aversion, good or bad. Suffering doesn't arise. Peace, liberation, Freedom comes because you don't want anything.
Raga Kayo Nibbana, meaning, if you don't have craving, this is Nibbana. If craving disappears, this is liberation. We are suffering because we don't know and we want, because we don't know craving and aversion exist. So it's, it's that wanting, that craving, that actually creates the suffering. Things happen when they need to happen, when, they, when, they, when it's time for them to happen. This is really hard for us to grasp, and it's very important in terms of what the Buddha taught. Acceptance. We are trying to think the right way. We are trying to be aware. We are not complaining about what is happening. We check our quality of awareness, reminding, checking, recognizing. Acceptance is very important. If we don't have right view, or if we don't have right thought, we can't accept. If we can't accept, we can't learn. We let it be. We are not trying to change the experience. We don't change the process. We are trying to be aware. We don't complain about what is happening. Everything is experience. Whatever is happening is happening through cause and effect. They do their job, we do our job. What should we do? We just recognize what is happening. Everything is nature. This is very powerful. I'm thinking about the situation with our climate change that we're seeing so dramatically now. The UN reports telling us that there is, you know, there is no time to waste. Um, we're seeing COVID on the rise again. So I'm going to read this last paragra paragraph again. People are having problems in, in families, relationships, in, uh, in just what we're do how people are people earning enough money, are their families okay? And here's what he's saying. We are not trying to change the experience. We don't change the process. We are trying to be aware. We don't complain about what is happening. Everything is experience. Whatever is happening is happening through cause and effect. They do their job. We do our job. What should we do? We just recognize what is happening. Everything is nature. Appreciate that the mind is working. We don't appreciate what we are doing. We are always complaining or thinking about what is happening. Experience may be good or bad, right or wrong. It's not important. Experience is experience. We need to appreciate and we need to recognize that the mind is working, being aware and watching. If our experience is good, the mind becomes happy. 
happy, happy. If our experience is bad, we become very sad, upset. This means that we don't understand. We must understand that nature is nature. And this is like saying reality, the, the reality of nature, of, the wor of this world. We must understand that nature is nature and object is object. We let go of experience. We are not trying to hold on to any experience or object. We are trying to appreciate that the mind is working. We need only to check the quality of awareness of the watching, meditating mind. Is the meditating mind working or not? Is the mind interested or not? Is it stronger or not? Just check. And this is this one. This is to the question: uh, What are we supposed to be doing? Is the meditating mind working or not? Is the mind interested or not? Is it strong or not? Just check. We're letting everything go. We're not trying to hold on to any experience or any object. And the object is what we're observing to see what our reactions are. Strengthening the mind. Your watching mind must be strong and purified with less defilement. If your mind is really, is ready, understanding arises. So take care of your mind, take care of your practice, and take care of your watching mind. Cultivate it so that, it's, that it is stronger and stronger. <clears throat> Depending on your quality of mind, the object may be perceived differently and the view changes. Right? Of course, the quality of our mind is affecting our view all the time. Our duty is, this is important, our duty is to make the quality of awareness stronger. Stronger awareness means awareness and wisdom are working together continuously. This is awareness with the right view, right attitude, right idea, and right thought. If this is continuous, then the mind is stronger and stronger. We only need to do this. If the mind becomes stronger, it can do its job. Dhamma does its job and nature does its job. We are not trying to see the object. We are not trying to look for something. We are trying to make the meditating mind stronger and stronger. How do we make the mind stronger when we are aware? With the right attitude and right understanding, then the mind has wisdom and it becomes stronger. This is not because we are putting in a lot of energy. If we use too much energy, the mind becomes tired. If we try to see something, the mind becomes tenser. This is if we're trying too hard. We are cultivating the quality of awareness to make the mind stronger and stronger. If we have awareness with wisdom 
and continuity, then the mind becomes stronger and stronger. When the mind becomes stronger, it can do its job. For someone who has been meditating or practicing for a long time, the mind must be of a better and better quality. The mind is more aware, more stable, and more peaceful. There is more understanding. It should be like this. When we have more understanding, we have less resistance and fewer reactions. Because of reactions, we suffer. Because of learning, we understand. With understanding comes confidence. And we know that confidence is, is what we also call faith. We have confidence that, that what the Buddha's teaching is right because we experience it. Anicca dukkha anatta. Nothing stays the same. Everything is always changing. We know that's anicca. Nature is happening because of conditioning, because of conditions, objects are arising. This is the meaning of anicca. You need to understand whatever is happening, thinking is happening, sensation is happening, Knowing mind is happening. Awareness is happening. You need to notice that it's happening. Arising, happening, becoming. Happening, becoming, and arising. Happiness is anicca. Happening is dukkha. And happening is anatta. Then we know, remember, dukkha is what we call suffering and happy, happy happening is anatta. It's no, not self. When your mind is purified, you can understand. You can understanding, you can understand happening is impermanence. Happening is dukkha. And happening is cause and effect. Anatta, no body. Awareness is noticing everything that is happening. Object is also happening. Knowing is also happening. Sensation is also happening. Thinking is also happening. It's all new, new, new. Simple experience, deep understanding. When you are aware of some sensation or some object, what do you understand about this object? Now, what do you understand? Do you understand something? Sometimes you can know, but you don't understand. You know many objects and you are aware of many things. What is your purpose? Defilements cover the mind. We can't understand the nature of defilement. That's why we need to understand the nature of craving, the nature of aversion, the nature of delusion. Then they have no chance to come in. When the mind is clear, without craving, without aversion, without delusion, the mind is ready to understand. When the mind is clear, then wisdom can arise. I love that he says defilements cover the mind. 
And because, so we can't understand the nature of defilement, but that's why we have to get and understand the nature of craving, aversion, and delusion, those three poisons. They have no chance to come in when the mind is clear without craving, without aversion, without delusion. The mind is ready and able to understand. The experience may be very simple, but our understanding may be very deep. Because of understanding of object as object, understanding very deeply, we don't have delusion, craving, or aversion. We have many experiences throughout the day. We are always meeting experiences. But when our watching mind is purified, when awareness and understanding are complete, this simple experience becomes very strange, extraordinary, because we have always had the wrong view when knowing experience, and now we have the right view, right understanding, our view is opposite, very strange, extraordinary. So he's saying in his, his beautiful way of writing, when we're watching, when our mind is purified, all of that, all the simple, the simple experiences becomes extraordinary. And the view is extraordinary. We see differently. We're seeing it totally differently. The chance to practice mindfulness meditation is very rare. To be aware of something sounds simple, but this technique is very difficult to practice. We can practice this way with this technique when a Buddha arises, but if we have no Buddha, we can't practice. Truly practicing mindfulness meditation is very rare. Dhamma is everywhere. Because the mind is covered by defilements, we are unable to see Dhamma or to understand nature as it is. What is the meaning of nature? It is cause and it is also effect. The cause and effect process itself is nature. Whatever is happening in the present moment is nature, dhamma. Even defilements become dhamma, become nature. Nature is becoming, nature is arising, knowing is arising, and awareness is arising. Object and mind, object and mind. In nature, there is nobody there. Nature is not us, not them, not others. Nature is nature. Dhamma is ever-present and there is Dhamma talk everywhere. Nature is also teaching us Dhamma, but we are unable to hear. We can't know or see Dhamma because of the defilements in the mind and because there isn't enough understanding or wisdom. If we can think and see nature as it really is, the mind is free and free from defilements. Dhamma is everywhere. 
Dhamma is there all the time, everywhere. Is the mind ready to understand? And his last words are, if we can think and see nature as it really is, the mind is free and free from defilements. So we finished the book. We've used up our time. Um, I hope I hope you have enjoyed reading this book together as much as I have. And if you go to the, his website here in the U.S. is Damasta. Uh, I want to say it, and I don't have it right in front of me. It's in Berkeley. And I'll find it for it's uh the website is wisdom streams all one word wisdomstreams.org and many of his books you can get copies for free and if there is any charge it's very small and they'll send it to you without you having to pay postage so you can find out more about Ashin Tejaniya or U. Sayadaw Utejaniya, who is, uh, uh, has his center in Myanmar, but he also has centers around the world. So he is a wonderful teacher. So we don't have time to practice today, but I really hope you practice or just sit and um, sit and think about what you've gotten from this book or even from if you even listen to one one time that I've read uh, what you've learned from it and I think it's a very simple message but it's absolutely the key to the Buddha's teachings and when we say defilements don't let that word bother you defilements are just they can be the simplest little things like uh, not, not, uh, but like having negative thoughts about ourselves, and uh, hanging on to things, you know, attaching to things, trying to grab. That's that's why uh, that desire and that wanting something is is uh, is not good. It becomes it it becomes craving and attaching and clinching. And it, that then causes suffering because everything is impermanent, right? Nothing, there's nothing we can attach to. So our defilements are the things that, we, that we're happy to work with because we become happier as we recognize them and let them go. So thank you so much for your patience with me. I hope you enjoyed the book. And uh, we don't have time to sit today, but please, just uh, if, you, if it's not too hot where you are, go out and take a walk or sit somewhere where you can just sit. And if you don't want to uh, meditate at the moment, just mull things over. Let things, look at things, let things arise for you that you can, that you can uh, remember from the book. And you'll find, you'll find that you'll want to observe some objects. So you'll end up meditating, right? just observing those objects and seeing what arises for you. So have, go have some experience and be a good observer. 
So thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow and we'll sit, I promise. <laughs> so thank you for sharing practice with me. Have a beautiful day. May everything we do today be done for the benefit, not only for ourselves, but may everything we do or think or say be done for the benefit of all sentient beings. Thanks.